St. Leo 360, a 360 degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Hello and welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. My name is Greg Lindbergh. On this episode of the podcast, we are speaking about a counterterrorism in Israel course and trip uh, that we're offering. And uh, this is something we've offered for many years here at St. Leo University, uh, primarily through our criminal justice program. And uh, we're happy to say that uh, as we emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic, we're very excited to be offering uh, this course and this trip uh, in the fall of 2021. And to help us uh, discuss this trip, uh, we have a, a previous guest we've had on this podcast a few years ago now. His name is Dr. Robert Sullivan, and he is an assistant professor of criminal justice here at St. Leo University, and is also the lead uh, counterterrorism professor here at St. Leo. Dr. Sullivan, welcome. Thank you, Greg. It's an honor to be with you tonight. Absolutely. As always, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun and in addition to provide a lot of great information here for everybody. Yes, sir. I hope so. Definitely. So first off, Dr. Sullivan, let's just speak about how uh, the origins of this this trip that I know started many years ago, and then we can get into just uh, the logistics and how it was put together uh, for this November. Sure. Well, um, my, my predecessor, uh, Professor Barry Glover, uh, back in 2006, went to a, a counterterrorism conference. It's a, the largest counterterrorism conference in the United States held annually in Orlando. And it was uh, sponsored by a group called Security Solutions International. Um, and, and they are the, uh, the largest counterterrorism training organization, primarily training law enforcement officers and homeland security professionals uh, in the United States. He went to this conference and he, and he, and he quickly, he's a, he's a very friendly guy, uh, towards the end of the conference, he uh, ended up having dinner with uh, Henry Morgenstern, who's the president of Security Solutions International. And uh, Mr. Morgenstern talked about the trips that he took. Uh, he did two a year where he took uh, police and, and homeland security professionals to, to Israel to study counterterrorism tactics uh, by the people who do it best. And, you know, arguably the Israelis are the, the, the top shelf when it comes to uh, fighting terror because they've been doing it for a couple thousand years. So, you know, what we've seen kind of new here, they've been dealing with for a very long time. It's funny, a, a thing that the Israelis like to say is, uh, is what we consider antiquity in the United States, they consider current events. Hmm, interesting. Um, because their history, oh yeah, they have buildings uh, and and cities there that are, that are thousands of years old. But um, so, Henry Morgenstern invites Barry Glover to come on the next trip uh, as, a, uh, as a professional. And Barry went and, and, and his life was totally changed. His eyes were opened as to how advanced the Israelis are uh, compared to some of the tactics that we use. And um, he was talking with uh, Mr. Morgenstern while in Israel and he said, you know, it would really be neat if we could take students. Uh, would you be willing to host students on this trip that are studying criminal justice, uh, homeland security, or counterterrorism. And Mr. Morgenstern said, absolutely, no doubt about it. So the very next trip in 2006, Barry put together a, uh, 
a course, and, and then the corresponding trip was done by Mr. Morgenstern and uh, Security Solutions International. And uh, there were maybe four or five students on that trip. And, and they came back and they, they, they uh, again, their, their eyes were opened. Uh, a lot of them said it was a trip of a lifetime. It was a learning experience of a lifetime. They fell in love with our Israeli friends. Um, and then it just kept growing from there, Greg, uh, to the point where I believe 2018 was our largest contingency of folks. I, I think we took 30 over and, and it was just a, an, an incredible time. It's, it's nine days that will not only open your eyes uh, as a professional in not only dealing with counterterrorism, but just in, in, in dealing with people and how to spot threats and situational awareness, but it's also a deep cultural experience as well. I mean, a lot of folks just don't know that, they don't understand the fact that Israel is our greatest ally in the Middle East, but they get to go over there and they, and they get to see how much Israel is like a, a smaller version of the United States and how our Israeli brothers and sisters uh, just really, really uh, love and, and, and care for American guests over there. Absolutely. And I've always said immersion is the best form of education. It just, you know, you really can't beat actually being somewhere to, to learn a culture, to learn laws, to learn a people. Yes. And it, and it is totally immersion. Um, what's unique, uh, what I found, my first trip actually was 2013. I, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, very passed away in 2013. And uh, before he did, he, uh, he handed the, the trip over to me to continue it. And my first trip, I took, uh, I took my daughter. Uh, she was a freshman at St. Leo and she was a criminal justice student. And it was, it was just amazing at the fact that pretty much everybody in Israel speaks English. Um, and you'll hear a lot of Hebrew. And, and since then I've, I've learned I've learned Hebrew, I, I call it uh, survival Hebrew that I can speak simply because I'm trying to learn the language because it's the oldest language in the world. What's really unique and that my daughter found this interesting, there were two, uh, there were two young teenage girls in a bakery that we went in and they were speaking Hebrew and we were right behind them in line. They turned around, they looked at us and they smiled and then they immediately switched into English. And I tapped one on the shoulder and I said, let me, uh, let me ask you a question. Why did you start speaking English? Uh, when you saw us and they said, well, you're Americans, aren't you? And we said, well, yeah, we are. They said, you don't speak Hebrew, do you? We said, no, we don't. They said, well, it would be rude for us to be speaking a language that you don't understand. And that's just, just, that's just meant to show how they are so sensitive to uh, wanting to seem like they're just very friendly and open to their, uh, uh, to their American friends. Right. That's a great little story. And I would imagine microcosm of, of the country in general, like you said. It is. Yeah, they're very, very hospitable. Incredibly hospitable. Right. Very interesting. So then in terms of this upcoming trip and course, uh, what are the dates? I think you had said it was November 12th as far as when you guys would actually be leaving. Is that right? Yes. November 12th through the uh, through the 20th. Um, we fly out of, out of uh, Newark, international because it's got a, a, a sweet uh, non-stop flight on a 777 uh, that, uh, that uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different airlines and a lot of different airports 
they'll they'll connect you through Frankfurt or whatever, but this goes directly from Newark to Tel Aviv. It's a nice little uh, nine to 10 hour flight, depending on the headwind or the tailwind. And, and then uh, we get there actually on Saturday, we leave on Friday night, we get there on Saturday, there's a seven hour time difference. Uh, they're seven hours ahead of us. The, the jet lag is, is a little interesting going and coming, but we have all kinds of neat ways to help people adapt to that. And we're there for a solid, uh, a solid week. And then we fly back out on Saturday. We travel on Saturdays, so that's by design because, uh, you know, Christianity and Judaism aside, it is agreed upon that Saturday is actually the Sabbath. Um, and the Israelis just don't move on Saturday. It's incredible. The streets are bare. The, the stores are bare. Uh, the, the, the airport is very easy to navigate because most of the, the Jewish folks are just doing the Sabbath and not doing anything that resembles work on Saturday. Right. Wow. Just once again, a very, very unique aspect of that culture there. Yes. They shut down uh, from, from Friday night. Actually, the Sabbath, I'm sorry, is from Friday night at 6 p.m. till Saturday night at 6 p.m. And then uh, Saturday night, believe me, the towns open back up and the people are back out on the street. Uh, not unlike any nice uh, city that we would have in the United States uh, would be uh, enjoying a Saturday night with the exception of the fact, and, and this sounds counterintuitive to a lot of people who haven't been there, there is very, very little crime in Israel. Very little crime, especially violent crime. Um, you know, they, they have had their, their trouble with, uh, with terrorism in the past. So I would say that that's probably the only real violent crime that the Israels have to deal with. And, you know, thank God it's, it, it's been pretty quiet over there. I know we'll remember back in the 80s and the 90s when buses were being blown up and discotheques were being blown up. Um, those things just aren't really happening. Those are the things we're going to be studying over there as to why they're not happening anymore. You know, how the Israelis uh, got in front of this problem and enacted countermeasures and, and, and learned how to, how to counter these threats. And uh, the folks that go are going to see a very peaceful and, and loving country. That. Don't get me wrong, they have continual threats, but they are very, very adept at dealing with those threats. Sure, that's a great point. Let's dive a little further deeper into uh, the, the itinerary, the schedule, what kind of activities, what kind of events uh, can students expect on this trip? Okay, now this isn't necessarily in order because sometimes Security Solutions uh, changes them up. I, I just want to let it be known that uh, the trip is totally um, under the... Uh, under the control and auspices of Security Solutions International. Uh, so students that will be going will be students of, of SSI. Um, I will be going, there will be representatives that will be going from St. Leo, obviously because we're in partnership with, with SSI. But, um, and then of course, when the students get back, they'll be enrolled in, uh, in the online class terrorism in Israel, if they choose to uh, wanna get uh, uh, college credits. But, but the itinerary typically looks like, again, not in order, but we will go to uh, Jerusalem uh, because Jerusalem is, again, one of the oldest cities uh, in the world. And it is also a hot spot um, because you have a couple of disputed areas over there, one being the Dome of the Rock or the Al-Aqsa Mosque, uh, depending on whether you're talking to uh, a Muslim or a, a Jew. And that is a hotly disputed area. 
And if anybody knows anything about the geopolitics, Jerusalem is kind of cut in, in half with, with a good section of it being in the West Bank and the other being in Israel. So we go to, we go to Jerusalem to look at the, uh, the security apparatus that they have in place uh, to, to talk to some of the soldiers that work there, to look at their CCTV cameras and to look at the, um, some will call it a fence, some will call it a wall. It is a partition that separates Israel from the West Bank. And uh, here's, here's another little, uh, a, a biblical lesson. What we call the West Bank back in biblical days, they called that Judea and Samaria. Those areas are all under uh, Palestinian control by the Palestinian government. Uh, they are not uh, technically part of Israel. There have been, there have been many uh, terrorist attacks in that area over the past decades, centuries, et cetera. And we will we'll look at, at all of the, uh, again, the security apparatus that they have in place there, talk to local police, uh, talk to soldiers, uh, actually view that, that, that partition, that wall, that fence, uh, what, you know, whichever you would like to refer to it as. Um, then we also shoot up to the port of Ashdod, which is another ancient city. Um, some say, and there is a grave up there, it's believed that Jonah, you remember the Old Testament, the one that was uh, swallowed by the great fish, um, his, his, his grave is in uh, Ashdod. Um, we will go and take a look at the, uh, the largest port that Israel has, and, and they do have two ports, uh, one in Haifa and one in Ashdod, but Ashdod is, is, is a little bit more uh, sketchy, uh, as far as security, the security is super, super tight. It'll be interesting for the students to see how they do port security uh, when three miles down from the port of Ashdod is a place called the Gaza Strip, which uh, a lot of folks that might have been listening to the news, whenever you hear of an attack on Israel or rockets being launched into Israel, it's typically from that southern area in southern Israel called the Gaza Strip where the Gazans live. It's a very densely populated small area. Um, there are no Israelis that live in Gaza because the Gazans are, are, are highly, highly uh, violent against Israelis. Uh, but that's where those rockets are usually launched from uh, when they are launched. But it's, it's interesting to take a look at the, just the incredible measures that they, they use for the security of their ports. Uh, we also, We'll take a trip to numerous malls that were the sites of, of terrorist attacks. And we will see what happened during the terrorist attacks because there are, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of pictures and videos to where we can see the before and the after and talk to the officers and soldiers that worked those, uh, those tragedies and see how they, how they responded. You know, there's an attack at this mall. What did the, what did the officers do? How did they respond? And how are they how are they preventing these these attacks from happening in the future? We also go to a uh, a school, uh, which is in the northern uh, section of Israel, where a, uh, a a terrible tragedy occurred, where terrorists came in from the Lebanon border, and they they took over this school and demanded. Uh, demanded hostages be released. Hostages meaning um, folks that were in jail, that uh, in prison in Israel, that were, that were terrorists, they wanted them released. And 
it went bad quick and uh, 23, uh, 23 students were killed. And so that, and that is, that right there is what defined how Israel deals with school security. You might think that we deal with it pretty well in the United States, but taking a look at Israeli school security, uh, everything from kindergarten up through universities uh, was, was pretty much defined by that tragedy that happened uh, at that school. We actually go to the school, they have, a, uh, they have monuments commemorating, or not commemorating, but uh, memorializing what happened and pictures of, of, of all of the victims and we'll receive a lecture as to how, uh, how Israel is making sure that doesn't happen again. We'll go to the northern border. We go to, uh, we go to the uh, border with Lebanon and we stand up on a mountain and take a look down into Lebanon and we receive instruction on what occurred during the, uh, the war with Lebanon and how porous that border up there was and, and what Israel has done to, to strengthen that border. And likewise, we'll go to uh, the Golan Heights, which is the border with Syria. And we'll, we'll take a look at, uh, at that border and how it's secured. We'll see, and, and what's, what's really unique about this, uh, about this trip is how open the Israelis are uh, with the students. Uh, it, it, it's almost like we're getting intelligence briefings and I wonder sometimes, Wow, in the United States, I'm not sure we would be this open with our tactics and, and the things that we have. But again, and I cannot overemphasize, Israel is our number one ally. And everyone that we come in contact with that speaks with us, the experts in the field, they recognize that and they want to learn from each other because they ask us a lot of questions as well. Uh, we also go to a place called Mike's Place, which is a very uh, westernized Bar, I guess you you might be able to uh, compare it to maybe like a Beef O'Brady's type establishment. And it's right on the Mediterranean in Tel Aviv. And they had a terrorist attack there. A uh, couple of knucklehead terrorists didn't do their planning and they thought they were going to blow up the, uh, the United States embassy, which at the time was in Tel Aviv, right next door to Mike's place. They got there. They hadn't done their homework. And they didn't realize that the U.S. Embassy is heavily guarded by Israeli soldiers. So they said, oh, we can't do that. Let's uh, go over to this bar and blow it up. So they went to Mike's place and, uh, and ignited a, uh, a suicide vest and killed uh, a number of people, including some band members that were playing. And there's a, uh, a memorial set up there. And we actually, we hear how that attack happened. Uh, we'll also go uh, up from Mike's place and look at the what they call the Dolphinarium, which was a, a, a very famous place for kids to go, kind of like what we know in the United States is like the 70s style disco. That's what it was. And that place was attacked and, and many Israelis uh, and tourists uh, were killed. And they'll take a look at how that has been, how that has been hardened and the things, the lessons learned from that. And another thing that's pretty neat that we do is we go to uh, visit the National Ambulance Service and, and, and fire departments of Israel. It's, it's national, just like the police. There's not city police and state police. It's a national police. Uh, fire rescue and the ambulance service is also national. And we actually speak to the director of the National 
the National Emergency Response System in, in Israel. And he gives us a lecture and he shows us their ambulances and, and all of their rescue vehicles and shows us how they're fortified to where they can withstand bomb attacks. And he'll take us into dispatch and show us how they how they dispatch and, and let the students listen to some of the actual calls that are coming in uh, during the shift. And that is actually called Magan David Adam. Uh, that's the name of the National Ambulance Service, which means the Red Star of David. And it's it's just uh, it, incredible. I mean, and, and this is subject to change. A lot of times we'll throw new stuff in. On one trip, we went to the site where uh, Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated. Um, and he was assassinated by a fellow Jew uh, that was that didn't approve of his politics. And they talk about that. They talk about how they do secret service, how they do dignitary protection in Israel. So it is, let me tell you, it, I've, I gotta be honest with you, it is high speed, low drag. We are busy. Uh, the first thing that happens every morning is there's a lecture in the, uh, in the uh, theater hall of the uh, very nice hotel that we stay in. And, and then, there's lunch and then after lunch, the person that gave us the lecture hops on the tour bus and we go out and we actually take a look at these sites that the person lectured about in the morning. So from almost 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., it's full days. Uh, to say that this itinerary is packed uh, would be an understatement. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. And I just keep thinking, you know, how in the past, how journalists have been embedded with troops in the military and this is almost, you know, analogous to that, just the, the level and the scope that our students get to experience. It's really something. It, it, it really is. And uh, again, I, I have to say that to date, I, I still will say that we are the only university uh, in the United States that, that, that goes to Israel or that has students go with Security Solutions International to Israel and study counterterrorism. Uh, which is unique. That's that's again my my predecessor Barry Glover. That's because of his his contact and that and that partnership that he made with Henry Morgenstern. I mean, there's a lot of students that go there. Don't get me wrong. There's a there's a lot of universities that go to study religion, agriculture, psychology, sociology. Um, we are the only university that I'm aware of that uh, that's involved in uh, the counterterrorism function. Right. Very interesting. And then just to clarify, uh, this, this trip, this course is open to both undergrads, grads, uh, online students, campus students, education center students, correct? Yes. And, and doctoral students as well. That's right. About two years yeah. ago, we opened it up because we have our doctorate in, uh, in criminal justice and we have uh, doctoral students that, uh, that are welcome to attend for doctoral credit as well. Now again, they don't have to go on the trip uh, to get uh, to get college credit. Uh, remember, this this trip is uh, sponsored by Security Solutions International. So they're going as students of Security Solutions International, and then they will be enrolled. Now, now here's the thing: you don't even have to be a student. People can just sign up with Security Solutions International and go on the trip, and they will receive a certification in Israeli counterterrorism from Security Solutions International. Uh, they, they can just do that. They, they don't have to be interested in college credit. Uh, but for those that are interested in college credit, uh, they will be enrolled in, in the fall 
in one of two Terrorism in Israel online courses. One of the tracks will be for students that attended the trip to Israel. And that course will be designed to be more reflective on what they learned while they were in Israel. If a student wants to take the course and not go to Israel, they would be enrolled in the track that uh, would be, it would involve more new content uh, and more instructive learning uh, because obviously they didn't see the things that the students that, uh, that went to Israel. So they wouldn't be able to, uh, it wouldn't work to be a reflective course, if that makes sense. Sure, oh, I see. So that's, so you know, we've got students that are interested in college credit. And then we also have students that are just going to, to learn and, and get a certification from Security Solutions International. Now, the, the, the double bonus is if, let's say we have a uh, undergraduate student that decides to go with Security Solutions International, um, and they come back and they're, they're enrolled in the uh, undergraduate online course. They will not only receive the college credit, they will also receive that certification uh, for studying terrorism uh, in Israel from Security Solutions International. Hmm. Interesting. And I would imagine that certification, you know, in addition to the course credit uh, can certainly benefit students in their careers, whatnot. Oh, let me tell you, it is a resume builder. Um, I can't tell you the number of folks that have gone and they've said that when they were sitting down at that, uh, that job interview, either at a police department, a public safety agency, or the federal government or the state government, and they're having that interview, and they're asked, we'll talk about your experiences a little bit. And they say, well, I studied counterterrorism in, in, in Israel uh, on a study abroad trip. And that definitely raises eyebrows with employers. I would say that it is a huge resume. Absolutely. No doubt about that. That's great. Um, obviously, there is a cost associated with the trip. And let's let's break that down just to be clear on that that cost. Sure. The, uh, the, the cost for Security Solutions International is uh, $3,100. And that covers everything in Israel, everything in Israel, all of your meals, um, all of the tours, all of the lectures, uh, the hotel, uh, pretty much tax tag and title. If you're going to spend any extra money, uh, it would just be on, on souvenirs. And uh, if, if those folks that uh, are so inclined want to have some, some adult beverages on the Mediterranean, they'd have to bring their money for those adult beverages. So like I said, that's tax, tag, and title. Let me just talk real quick about the hotel. The hotel is, people will not be uh, disappointed by the hotel. Uh, Henry Morgenstern does this upright. It's, uh, it's a beautiful hotel. That's, uh, I believe it's like eight stories high. The food is incredible. All throughout Israel, the food. Uh, I never realized that Israelis are foodies. They really are. The tastes and the smells are totally unique. It's kind of a Mediterranean mixed with Middle Eastern fare that is just unbelievable. Uh, the hotel's great. It's got uh, the dining facility is up on top of the hotel. There's glass walls to where you're looking out over the skyline of Tel Aviv. There's a, uh, there's a deck on top of that restaurant where you can just go chill out under the umbrellas and just... Uh, and watch the sunset over the Mediterranean. It is definitely a, a, a hotel you won't forget. It's called Hotel Gilgal, G-I-L-G-A-L. So that's that's $3,100 to Security Solutions International covers all of that. Now, the airfare is interesting. It, it ranges, uh, the years that I've gone, it's been as low as 800 and as high as 1200 round trip. Uh, so that's on the student also, the airfare. I, I have found that, and a lot of people who have traveled to Europe 
have found that airfare to be pretty reasonable. They say, I've never flown to Paris or Germany, but they say that round trip to Paris or Germany is, is much more expensive than that. And so I guess probably to go all the way to the Middle East, uh, $1,000 really isn't bad. That's, that, that is it, Greg. That's, that's, the, that's the cost breakdown. The other thing is if you wanted, you know, of course, if you're, if you're a student and you're seeking the credit, it would just be a, a, a regular tuition charge for the, uh, the online class that would give you the, uh, the accompanying credit for the course. So if, you are a, if you're a student, you pay tuition, you pay your flight, and you pay Security Solutions International. Pretty much if you're not getting, if you're not seeking tuition, it'd be somewhere around $4,100. Uh, if you're seeking tuition or if you're seeking, uh, if you're seeking the, uh, the college credit, it'd be about $4,100 plus your tuition. And, uh, you know, if you have financial aid or whatever, financial aid would also apply to the tuition just like it would any other course that you would take or scholarships it would apply. Uh, you know, again, just thinking about the, the depth of this trip, the, the opportunity, I mean, it's it's almost tough to put a price tag on this type of experience. So really, if you look at it, and like you said, meals and everything, I mean, it's it's quite a value. Oh, yeah, I can I can say I've never had and altogether, I've, I guess I've probably had well over 100 students go over there with me. And I've never had anyone say, well, this was a ripoff, or this wasn't worth the money. Uh, as a matter of fact, they the vast majority of them, they start getting a little bit depressed a couple of nights before we leave because they say they just want to stay longer. Mm. Wow, that says a lot right there. Yes, it's it's it, it is a it's a wonderful experience, it truly. No doubt. And let's wrap up with just uh, as far as feedback that you have gotten from other students, perhaps examples of how this experience has benefited them in their careers. Oh, I've 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 had students that. Uh, we're working at local police departments who always wanted to get that job with the federal government. And, you know, within a year or two of coming back from Israel, they, they, they landed that job. Now, whether that is directly related to Israel or whether it was that, you know, that, 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 that resume builder, uh, that helped. I've, I've had chiefs of police that were students getting their graduate degrees that have gone back to their police departments and, and rewritten policies in how to deal with with certain threats and provided new training to their officers about situational awareness, about behavioral analysis. Um, we've got a lot of folks that are going from their their master's degrees into their doctoral programs, and they're and they're seeking to do deep research into what of the Israeli tactics can we adopt here in the United States. Uh, we've had some students that have totally changed tracks. They were they were majoring in criminal justice with a specialization in forensics, which is a great specialization, I might add. But they said, oh, no, 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 I, I want to get involved in Homeland Security. So they'll switch their major. And you know, then we've had a lot of them. Our Homeland Security specialization uh, is, is a very large uh, contingency cohort of, of students. And I think a lot of that has to do with this trip to Israel because you get a taste of of how deep this topic is and how counterterrorism tactics that you learn there can also be used in so many areas of public service and public safety and policing that it all just melds together. So we, we have a lot of people that just want to uh, dig deeper. Uh, a 
like I said, a lot of it, they just get a taste and they, and they want the full meal when they get back. And uh, I did want to mention that we will certainly link to all the information on how to register for this, this trip, this course, uh, in the show notes for this podcast episode, uh, so that everyone will have that. Sure. And it's, and it's really just, just real quick. It, it, it's really one-stop shopping. They, they contact Security Solutions International to register for the trip and Security Solutions International will walk them through everything they have to do. And, uh, and then they just, if they want uh, college credit, they just literally sign up for the course uh, in uh, fall two of 2021. Wow. Can't beat it. It's easy enough, right? <laughs> it is. Yes. Definitely. All righty. Any, any final words here, Dr. Sullivan, uh, before I let you go? No, other than uh, it, this is a trip that if, if somebody's on the fence wondering, should I go? Uh, just go ahead and tip it, uh, tip the scales over to, yeah, I need to go. Because uh, all I can guarantee you is you, you will not be disappointed and, and you will make friends uh, that'll last a lifetime uh, in Israel. Uh, I'm constantly in contact with my friends over there and uh, they, they, they care about us, we care about them. As the former uh, Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu used to like to say, you are us and we are you. I'm talking about Israel and, and the United States and, and, and the relationship. And that might not make sense, but it'll make sense to you when you go over there and you and you meet these wonderful people. Okay. Again, we've been visiting with Dr. Robert Sullivan uh, here on the St. Leo 360 podcast. And Dr. Sullivan, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Oh, it was, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much, Greg, for having me. Absolutely. You're very welcome. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.